0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: Let's talk to Tom Murphy now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline to get his thoughts on today. Tom was going to see you for a little bit last night. Got a chance to watch a little NBA. And then uh, good to talk to you today. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, man. Full of uh, ideas and information about what's going on this weekend. So I'm ready to roll.
1: Well, then then puke it out for us on the air. Let's hear it. What kind of kind of information you got? Give me some insights some intrigue, some tidbits heading into today's game with Arkansas and Santa Clara.
2: Okay. That sounds great. And, you know, I also want to talk to SEC meetings and stuff too, when y'all, when y'all re- yeah. get ready, if you want to, but um, sure. yeah, you know, I, I had the sense that Hunter Holland would be the guy and it was because he, he was more used to starting on the first game. Um, he's uh, he's, Obviously better. He had a really good outing against South Carolina a few weeks ago. He finished up the LSU win, pitched very well. And uh, there's a bonus um, uh, to this in that Dave Van Horn mentioned yesterday he might be a guy who could come back on a Sunday or a Monday and give you some innings, whereas, you know, in comparison to Smith, say. So um, I kind of felt like that's what they do, and and it's the decision they made. Um, I think it's a good one. They can come back with Smith tomorrow uh, if you win the game. Or even if you lose, you're playing a a hot-hitting team in Arizona or TCU. And so you got Smith against them. But it's a good way to start the weekend. And I think they'd be really happy if they could get through today with, say, Hunter Holland and Will McIntyre and then maybe one other guy. But I think they'd really like to get through it with Holland and McIntyre.
0: I think McIntyre would be kind of the guy you hope you get like a two-inning, three-inning save, potential save.
2: Exactly. And then he also has shown the ability to come back white. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, you know, he pitches two, three innings tonight. Um, he might be able to pitch for you Sunday night um, um, and then obviously be ready for Monday if you need it and then. So, you know, this is a kind of scenario where uh, I think Arkansas staff will be suited to to handle the weekend. Um even if they have to go an extra game, um, but you might have to get. And, and Dave Van Horn said this yesterday. You know, Gage Wood is going to have to pitch well for us to win this, to you know, to get through this thing. Um, and then who knows if you're going to need a Bobby Foucault, to Ledbetter, uh, you know, a few other guys. You know, you're going to want some innings out of Zach Morris. And obviously, the biggest thing is to get some of the guys at the top of the order hitting, because if some of those guys start coming around and and you and say Cali and um, and taking the whole hit kind of the way they have been, then you've got some depth to your order.
0: Yeah, and that's the key. Because, Tom, this looks like a uh, – when you look at Arizona, uh, Santa Clara, and TCU – They have hitters. They're here because they hit the ball. They're not here because they have these pitching staff. So I think this is a – and maybe Arkansas's pitching staff can shut them down and it it becomes a moot point. But I think this is a regional where – I don't want to say like Stillwater last year because that was crazy, insane record numbers put up. But I think this is going to be a a regional where you got to score to win. I I mean, you got to score seven, eight, maybe nine runs. That's the sense that
2: there is. And the Santa Clara coach, Rusty Filter, great name, yeah, uh, said yesterday, um, I heard this is an offensive ballpark, you know, I want to go see. And so, um, you're right. They could wind up in some slugfest. And I wrote about it today, but this regional, uh, by various metrics, has rated it the hardest. I mean, if you took each, uh, right, basically the ranking of each seed, Oklahoma State's is the toughest. But I think in, like, relative – uh, um, momentum, uh, firepower, and all that, I think Arkansas's regional ranks is the top. I mean, and there's some pretty there's some pretty weak ones out there. Baton Rouge, for instance, and, and I think Auburn and Alabama both got some pretty, you know, not, not as tough regionals.
1: Tom, you know, the one thing we have talked about a little bit, and there are some good teams in the opposing regional that Arkansas would face off if they can win here, but I would think in a super regional, I'm almost, you know, more comfortable with that matchup potentially than what they've got to maybe go through here in the regional in the first round.
2: Yeah, I looked over Indiana State, and now I've forgotten who's in it. But, uh, you know, Indiana State obviously has had a good year. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, Indiana State's had a good year. Okay. You know, very well could be, and I haven't looked into them a lot. But, yeah, you're right, because Arkansas, if they win it, they would be at home. They've got a really good history in recent Super Regionals, both at home and on the road. And so – and then you know you've only got a max of three games. And so that sets up well for their pitching staff.
1: What do you think of Santa Clara, Tom?
2: Um, I think they're scrappy. I, I love the kid who came in yesterday, the outfielder, uh, Michael O'Hara. And so um, he's a right fielder. And he said he likes to chirp chirp with the fans and he wants to hear that. You know, if he was in left field, I think he really would. <laughs> uh, it, he'll, he'll hear some of it in right field. But I don't know. They're They're really happy to be here. They're confident in in who they are. And here's the thing. Uh, You called out uh, Kitchens' numbers, so three and two, not a lot of decisions. That's because their bullpen is so tough. So what they'd really like to do is get five innings out of him and be in the game, say say it's a four-to-three game. And then Hales, Skyler Hales, who's hit 100 on the radar this year, and their other pitcher, whose name starts with an H, those two guys are their studs. Uh, you know, And they might have to use them to get a win in, in this regional. But if they're tight and the bullpen comes in the game for them in the fifth, sixth inning, that's where Arkansas's danger zone lies.
0: Tom, they haven't uh, been in the NCAA uh, tournament in 26 years. They, they haven't seen yep. a crowd like this. Uh, I think their home attendance was 9,000 total. There will be more than that there today. How do you think this team holds up? Because you said they're happy to be there. Uh, are they just happy to be there? Well, they think
2: they can win a game, and um, it was interesting. Some of their administration was in the interview room yesterday. I mean, this is a big deal for Santa Clara baseball, and I, I think with the with, with that audience in the room, Rusty Filter said, you know, we've gotten a lot of support from our administration, and this this program is going in the right direction. Uh, I mean, they did blow through the WCC tournament. They do have some pitching depth. Uh, they've got some hitters, too. I mean, they got a bunch of guys hitting three hundred. so – they could be dangerous. It's like it's like New Jersey Institute of Technology a few years ago. If you all remember, they jumped on Caleb Bolden. They got the lead, and Arkansas had to use Kevin Copps in that game. And that wound up being a regional where Nebraska beat them in, you know, the uh, elimination game, and, and Arkansas had to go one more game. Um, and then, you know, you had the Charlie Welch home run, and, and I've been seeing that meme or whatever you want to call it lately. Uh, that raises goosebumps bumps on your yeah. arms when you hear
1: the crowd on that home run. All right, Wes. Unless you got anything else for baseball, is going to move on.
0: Yeah, Arizona and uh, TCU. Look at just quickly at that game. I was looking at Arizona. I, I don't know how they got in the NCAA tournament, honestly, uh, except for their run in the Pac-12 tournament, making it to the championship game. I think they were twelve and eighteen in the Pac-12. I mean, I, I, am just, um, I think TCU should. Yeah, I am. You honestly, I am. I, I don't know it. why Arizona's in this in the in the tournament, uh, but. <laughs> TCU, I, I think, it could be a challenge. I think TCU gets a. – I'll say this. It would not surprise me for Arkansas to win, TCU to win, and then Santa Clara to beat Arizona.
2: Wow. You know, I, I don't know, but TCU certainly is a team that can hit it. They like to steal bases and put pressure on people. Uh, they had a lull in the middle of the season. You know, they, they stomped Arkansas in game two and won some more games after that. And then they had a lull, and it had to do with pitching. They got behind in games. Talked to Kirk Sarlos about this yesterday, and then down the stretch they got hot again, uh, and they they blasted some people in the Big 12 tournament, and you know uh, Kansas State, Kansas, um, I think Oklahoma, they, they 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 Oklahoma State, I mean they uh, they really beat some people, and so in relative um, strength of uh, in Fuego, they're they're way up there, and. I think Arkansas fans will be very much, um, you know, if they're in the winner's bracket game tomorrow night, that's a danger game for them. Um, so, but Arizona, they, they got hot in the Pac-12 tournament at the right time, and they, they had some huge scoring games too. They, they won a game 21-20 to at Stanford a few weeks ago, and that, that was part of the hot streak that they're on. Uh, they were about 46 in RPI, and so them being in the very last bracket, you know they were sweating bullets. And that's why you saw the reaction on the, the selection show when they got picked, that they kind of got in under the wire. And, yeah, I think if you were going to make some arguments, there certain teams that you know felt like they got job and, and it would have been at the expense of Arizona. But you can't count them out because uh, they're they're hot right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, and listen to this score. I was looking back through their scores, and, and we were talking about with Santa Clara. Santa Clara's had some explosive offensive games just ridiculously mm-hmm. high. And, again, you got to consider who you're playing against. But they had a stretch here in mid-April where they went 14. These are all wins. 14-8, 20 nothing over a ranked Arizona State team. These are conference games. So, again, it's not like you're pitching off. 14-9 against uh, Utah. 19-2 against Utah. 9-5 against Utah. And then they scored 11 runs in their next game against New Mexico. I mean, they have gotten some games where they've gone nuts. And Tom uh, alluded to the 21-20 game in another conference game on the road at Stanford. And, uh, yeah, they've been a high-scoring team in, in the conference tournament. No no different. They scored over 10 runs in every game except for the game they lost to Oregon 5-4. So, I mean, it's uh, – mm-hmm. I, I just – I think I think all three of these teams, Arkansas, potentially will play as uh, pretty offensively – you know, there's some offensive prowess there for these, these teams when you look at the numbers. No,
2: yeah, no doubt at all. And that's why it's a dangerous regional for Arkansas. And, you know, it, their recent regional history has been really good, but, you know – They've uh, they've lost some home regionals, a number of them over the years. So it's not out of the question that you know they could get overwhelmed here. And I think, um, as I said in the in my opening remarks, uh, if you can, can get Josenberger and you can get Wagner and Borfin hitting the ball some, then you know I mean it takes pressure off the guys who are like in the Slavin and Cali uh, role. And of course, you know Kendall Diggs did okay in the tournament, but um, he could stand to be hotter too. And and if you
1: mm-hmm. if you
2: can add Diggs to that mix. Um, that's where Arkansas will be at its uh, most dangerous.
1: Let's talk about the SEC meetings here, Tom. And the eight or nine thing, obviously, was the main point of contention, and eventually they decided to stay with eight for the you know foreseeable future, which won't be too long, we don't think. Um, and then eventually going to go away, I guess next year, go away from divisions, which I think we've all been on board with for a pretty long period of time, and that should benefit Arkansas in the long run. What do you think about the way all that shook out?
2: Well, it seemed to me that there was this momentum going into this that if they could not get more money out of the ESPN contract for adding a game, uh, that there was enough teams like Arkansas and I think Kentucky and there was you know several more, South Carolina, you know the middle ground type teams that were like, why, why add another conference loss if we're not going to get more money out of this and then we can resolve and, and get to nine games later. And I just thought it was hilarious. I read a lot about this, but some of the reporting on it, the headlines were like, uh, SEC decides to remain at eight games, lagging way behind other conferences, and then um, <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, okay. So Georgia smokes PCU sixty-five to seven, and it, it, Sam Pittman said this in uh, Destin: if, "If it ain't broke, why fix it? They're winning championships. They should not give a rip that the rest of the conferences uh, are mad or frustrated that they haven't added a ninth game. It's a, it's an extra degree of difficulty, and at some point when the playoff expands." Then you probably want to go to nine. And um, I think a reporter asked Greg Sankey yesterday about, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was a snarky question, but just, you know, you know, the rest of the leagues are at nine. You know, why, why are you deciding to do this? And his response was, like, if this is, you know, it, if, if it's a knee-jerk thing is how you re- react, you would not be a very good conference commissioner. And so uh, uh, the SEC, <laughs> you know, they they they're kind of the boss on the block and they they're kind of playing a waiting game with ESPN and i think when it all shakes out they'll get a bigger contract and they'll get they'll go to nine games and when the playoff expands they'll be in prime position they're not going to fall behind any curve you know to to put teams into the playoff
0: maybe the other what leagues need the- to go to yeah. eight games
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well i mean i don't i don't know maybe the well it looks like they're set on nine right now, and you know the SEC will eventually get there. But there was a lot of um, there would have been a lot of having to cancel contracts for 2024 had um, had they tried to shoehorn something in where they where they went to nine. And, and Arkansas's got uh, a, I think the Notre Dame game. Uh, excuse my, you know I'm not looking at the schedule. But Oklahoma State's yeah. in 24, and they want to keep these games on the schedule, so. Right. Uh, now that saves a bunch of conference teams from having to cancel games in 2020.
1: The, the, the motto in the league, Tom, is not we play more. The, the motto is it just means more. So if you've got eight <laughs> games that mean more, you don't have to play nine. It's, it's enough already. Get, I get, get it. Of it.
2: And a, lot of, a lot of people just whine about uh, uh, um, Alabama playing Mercer or you know Arkansas playing Missouri State or something. You know, when you go through the grind that you do in the SEC, you need those kind of games. And Arkansas struggled with Missouri State last year, and, you know, they lost games to North Texas and Western Kentucky in recent years. Um, uh, So uh, for for the teams like Arkansas, Kentucky and all that need, you know, all the wins they can get to get bowl eligible and stuff, it's a big deal.
1: Mm -hmm. Look, everybody does it. You know, we act like the SEC is so much different than everybody else. Um, Michigan, with all due respect to the pigskin, they play a hard schedule. The, end, the the Big Ten is a very good football league. We know that. They're going to play Ohio State. They're going to play Penn State. But they open with East Carolina. They get UNLV, and they get Bowling Green. They're all home games, okay? I mean, everybody's playing cupcakes outside a conference. There's nothing wrong with it. And when you're in a really good conference and you're going to play really good teams and you happen to be in a really good division like Michigan or other teams like Arkansas has been in the uh, SEC West all these years, then I don't see any issue with it, honestly. And I know the fans would see these – you know these uh, these bigger opponents, but it's like, wouldn't you rather see your team win a, a higher number of games? That's what I'm kind of looking at. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. So. I
2: mean, and it's just it's just fodder for people to to complain about. But the SEC is going to do what it does, and it's uh, it's been doing quite well in, in the way it operates.
0: Tom, what do you think about their uh, the, the uh, maybe calculations that they're going to use, the data that they're going to use to decide the eight opponents uh, for each team in 2024?
2: Well, I haven't seen any of it. If it's out there, then I need to read up on that today. Um, But uh, if you've been tracking things over the years, it seems like Arkansas always winds up with, like, a road game at Florida or a road game at Georgia when they add a game. So I guess you could count on uh, the Missouri game that year, which uh, 2024 would be a road game. And then um, I don't know – it, it, it will be interesting. I think they will probably add Oklahoma or Texas, and uh, maybe they maybe they can drop one of the, the big powerhouses. I, w- I wouldn't want to see them drop uh, LSU, but, hey, not playing Alabama one year, that'd be okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know what metrics they're going to use, but uh, you can bet Arkansas will not have the easiest conference schedule.
1: Yeah, I was telling the guys, I had held on to this. I just threw it away, but I had held on to this piece of paper since 2014, and it was the future schedules for for uh, Arkansas, and it was the the team they would play that was going to rotate from the East, and they were slated in twenty four to play Kentucky and twenty five to play Vanderbilt. Well, I think that's probably all out the window now with the <laughs> reshuffling, unfortunately. So they had, you know, you, you go to Georgia a couple times, you get to Tennessee a couple of times, and now your chance to lighten the load, and all of a sudden, like now nah, we're reshuffling the deck, boys. Sorry. it
2: always seems to work out that way. I mean, there's this. Running, ding- I think Arkansas has played at Florida. This will be the third time this year since the last time they played at, at Bandy. I mean, it just seems to be the way it goes. And I really think the COVID year, Arkansas, the, the conference dealt Arkansas a really uh, raw deal, uh, adding the, the road game at Georgia. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Or, you
2: know, I guess it was they added a home game against Georgia in 20, the COVID
1: year. But they just
2: got a raw deal. And I think that was the year they got sent to Florida, too. Those were the two points.
1: Right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, listen, if you're going to kick me in the groin, you might as well kick me twice. That's the way I look at it. What the heck. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tom, I, I appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy the game today. I know you guys are going to be busy. It was great hanging out with you and Bob last night. I appreciate you guys making some time. And uh, it was a pleasure to be in your backyard and look forward to seeing you up at the at the ballpark today.
2: You bet. I enjoyed it last night, too. We'll, we'll see you at uh, Bob Walker, man. Take care.